Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. Uh, it is Jack and I today, and we are going to preview the final races of the 2022 pro racing schedule at least in north america uh i'm sure you'll find stuff down south i haven't really looked into it so don't hold me to it but everyone on this podcast last race of the year is this weekend we got clash daytona and indian wells jack which race are you doing this weekend i'm doing both whoa whoa i think we've already said that on the podcast though yeah i'm kind of like not hitting it but also not really announced it until recently so you know i think ever assumes when you're on two start lists that you're only going to one because everyone does that all the time so um you know i just thought you know what i honestly was thinking about this the other day and i don't know if i would have even like done either race if there was only one this weekend like i was just like stoked to do both um for some reason so pretty pretty excited for it um two pretty opposite races daytona will be pretty hot hopefully won't be too hot but should be like probably in the mid-20s um during the race because we start at 1 p.m and then the jump on a plane by 6 something p.m and then go over to california and that race will be nice and cold um looks like it's gonna be you know around 10 degrees celsius for the start uh which is beautiful (laughs) it's perfect racing honestly like 10 is absolutely perfect in my opinion so um so anyways yeah should be fun but daytona let's go through that first definitely a really strong field not a huge you know like contingent of high ranked pto world ranking athletes um but definitely some some solid ones like you know matt hansen um jason Jason west West is always consistently really good um but then probably the main almost favorites would be itu guys we're looking leo barrier he's the world champion just won the grand final so and he won the overall series did he not he did that was epic you guys got to go back and watch that race basically what it was we might as well talk about this because this is triathlon too but um so it came down to the last race for the world championship series and Hayden Wild was leading the series with Alex Yee in second. So those are like the two young guys. And um, Leo Berger was in third, but he was a distant third. And basically, Vincent Louis was like, I'm going to do everything in my power. This is what he said before the race. He's like, I'm going to do everything in my power for Leo to win this race. So they broke off the front, off the swim. There's like six of them that got away. And this is just, like, not a technical bike course or, like, a hard bike course or anything. And they ended up getting off the bike, like, 30 seconds ahead of those guys. And Leo won. And Alex Yee, to win the series, had to finish third. He finished fourth. And then Hayden Wild, to win the series, had to finish fifth. And he finished sixth. (laughs) Yeah. You don't get much closer than that, like. That's crazy. So yeah, who so won between it, those two? So who was second and third then in the end? Uh, second was um, 
Oh, it was the American guy. Oh, Mac, not McElroy. The other I think one. it was McElroy, yeah. No, it was Pearson, was it? Uh, Morgan Pearson, that's who it was, yeah. Wow. Well, that's pretty pretty unreal. But point of all that, both Vincent Louis and Leo Berger are going to be doing Clash Daytona. There's also quite a few other really strong ITU guys. I'll just pull up the list here so I don't screw it up. But there's um, Jonas Schomburg, uh, Roberto Sanchez, I'm assuming is a really good ITU guy. That I just don't follow ITU that closely. It's not even called ITU anymore, isn't it? World Triathlon? Yeah, it's World Triathlon now. Yeah. Um, Kevin McDowell, another one, Seth Ryder. Wow. Wow, Pereira, Portugal. <laughs> he's been, he's yeah. been like up near the front of these WTS series races for like a decade like i remember seeing him at the front of some of the races when brownlee and gomez and them were were towing it out for the win um so basically what that means is oh henry schumann as well um who's always gonna make life very difficult in the swim along with vincent louis so it's gonna be a tough race the swim's gonna be fast um possibly there's a little bit of an opportunity on the bike these guys are obviously amazing cyclists but when you come to a 60k pancake flat course time trial special you're gonna you gotta assume that some of the more experienced uh, time trialists are going to have an advantage there so i would expect if we see starkey having a you know a good day he'll probably be the fastest cyclist out there but he's you know he's getting up there and he's kind of hit and miss like he's had a couple really good days this year and a few, quite a few, like meh, kind of not his best days. So you never know what we're going to get. What do you think Starkey about Starkey this year? You think he's going to pull one out late season here? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Like Starkey had a great race in, uh, in New York. Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen and pulled up the win. But uh, I feel like these flat races now, he just can't get far enough ahead. Yeah. And. He also, it seems like these like late season and early season races, he just isn't in great shape. Like obviously he's got a, a young family and uh, a wife who works uh, quite a bit and stuff. So he has a lot on his plate um, and he started coaching now as well. So I think he's, I don't know what Starkey's doing. If he's like, he, he seems to just be showing up to these races yeah i mean we'd have to ask him but you never know in my in my case he's probably still going to be one of the strongest cyclists i mean whether he is off the front or he kind of works his way towards the front um who knows but there'll be someone i'm definitely gonna watch and hopefully be able to at least swim with then you got jason west and matt hansen those are guys who are consistently pretty good i mean jason west at this distance um he was second in miami like he He's got to be one of the favorites in in my mind because if he can kind of be up at the front starting the run, I think over 13k, like he's as good as you know Vincent Louis and Leo Berger and those guys. So um, he's he's one of the long, few long course guys I think who could challenge these short guys in terms of speed. Uh, Matt Hansen, you never know. He just did a full Ironman, ran a 2:35, um, and yeah, he's another one of those athletes that just some days he strikes like a perfect day and like he did in daytona a few years ago a couple years ago so you don't want to write him off either 
Um, on the women's side, obviously, we I believe we have the returning champion. Uh, so the women's list seems pretty solid as well. Do you think Jackie Herring's going to repeat and uh, get the win here? Obviously, there's some pretty fast athletes. Sarah Perez-Salah is usually off the front. And we got to talk about our girl, Leslie Smith, who could run her way well up into the top five for sure. Yeah, and Dominica, Jam Nikki. I think she can be definitely a dark horse here. For sure. People probably don't know too much about her, but she's out of Guelph and really solid ITU athlete. Um, did one half this year, but got a mechanical issue in um, Oceanside. So, and this is a great distance, you know, not too, too far. So she could definitely, you know, be right up there for, for sure. But yeah, I thought Leslie hated this course. No, that's Miami. Oh, because it's technical. Oh right. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's hope hope Sarah Perez Salad doesn't um isn't like two minutes off the front and then hits a random cone that they put out there and crash again. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. But well, she's always she always does so well on these courses. So yeah. you have to think she's got to be like one of the favorites. Yeah, I would think so. So two lap swim, sixteen hundred meters, sixty k bike, thirteen k run. Um, so a little bit, a little bit swim heavy compared to like a half, just in terms of proportions, but not big differences, probably a wetsuit swim. You do have to do the Aussie exit for the second lap. Um, I think it's still going to, we're still going to see some pretty big gaps on the swim. Um, it's not a technical course though, which is helpful for me and others who are like, not as fast as, as the ITU guys but um then the bike's pancake flat daytona literally just a flat oval 4k isn't it um so you just however many laps that is i guess like 15 laps and then the run is a little bit it's like in the in like the inner track which is like the road course they call it um a couple laps or two or three laps of that so it's probably the best spectator race there is in terms of like video. Like they can literally have, if you, if you have time to watch it, it's on a Friday, but if you can watch it live, it's going to be on Facebook live and it'll be as good as any race coverage you'll see. I've actually, honestly, at this point, I still think Clash's coverage has been better even than PTO. Um, it's from what I've seen, but yeah, the Clash coverage is really good, but they just, they build the courses around being able to do this, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a huge advantage, but they also have that like NASCAR feel where like they have the same looking kind of leaderboard. They even have like the same um, commentators that like just know how to really tell a good story. So they're good. I'm hoping to get myself up in there and be on this, you know, up near the front. My race plan is definitely to obviously swim as well as I can way better than I did at worlds, um, which I don't think is going to be hard. And then just get into the, get on the bike and be aggressive like i gotta get up towards the front you can't you know for me if i'm gonna win or have a really good podium day i need to be at the front or near the front coming off the bike and the best way for me to do that is to ride aggressively from the beginning and um work my way up there so that's gonna be my plan and and then see if i can run with the boys or maybe even kind of shake things up on the bike if i'm feeling good so um that's the hope 
obviously things are everyone else is trying to do the same thing so not going to be easy but then try to somehow get out of there within 30 minutes of finishing get to the airport fly to indian wells and um somehow i don't even know how i'm getting from the airport i haven't really planned much for that race to be honest so um, yeah give us a breakdown of the logistics of how you're going to get from daytona like the timing and everything over to yeah. the west coast okay so done the race starts at one o'clock in daytona it's a i'm thinking it's about a two and a half hour race if you add let's say a minute to compared to an olympic if i did olympic in a minute and an hour 50 you add like two minutes for the swim and then you add uh 30 minutes for the bike and like 12 minutes for the run it works out to roughly two and a half hours so I've got the race will be done at three 30 and I'm hoping to leave the race site by four, um, which isn't possible at most race venues, but at this race venue, it's like, there's a way you can drive in and out at any time that doesn't cross the race course. Um, it's super easy to do. So that'll be a big help. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to get my bike right away because it's a pro race only. So there's no age group athletes coming in that we have to worry about. Um, cause they, they race on Saturday and Sunday. So if there's a race where it can be done, it's this one. Cause then I'm leaving at four. Um, my flight leaves from Orlando at like six 45. So as long as I get there by like, even by like five 30, I should be fine. Um, hopefully a bit earlier, but we'll have to see what the traffic's like in Orlando. Cause that can be terrible. And, um, if, as long as I get on that flight, 645, it's direct to Ontario, California, which is like east of LA. And then it's like an hour and a half drive or so from there to, uh, Indian Wells, which I haven't, I honestly don't even remember the exact timing, but I should be getting into, um, to Indian Wells by like 11 PM or something around there because because flying that direction across the country you don't lose time really you just kind of cross the time zones it takes about the same amount as a flight so yeah that's that and then i'm there friday night good sleep saturday garrick's figured everything out that i have to do to get ready and i just do that <laughs> yes we have to do like a wetsuit decontamination eh? yeah you gotta de decontaminate your wetsuit and you gotta check in your wetsuit and your bike and then go to the pro briefing so, so Eric's going to have everything figured out for me for Saturday and then just try to recover. Like I'm obviously going to wear compression socks the whole time after Daytona on the flight, maybe even like all day Saturday, who knows, probably take a nice bath or something, do everything I can to make my legs feel decent. Try to eat a full meal right after Daytona, like have some McDonald's or something on the way, <laughs> just replace the calories, get rehydrated and you know, do the best I can. Um, but recovery is going to be huge Saturday. I probably won't really train at all. I might spin. I'm, if it's convenient, I might jump in the water for a bit, just loosen up the body and spin the bike for 10 minutes. But really it's just going to be recover and see what happens. I honestly think I'll be totally fine for the swim and most of the bike. Um, and then I'll like, if my back can hold up for the bike, I might even be okay for the whole bike. And then it's just gonna be a question of the run, whether my energy or just my body's recovered enough to actually produce a good run or, um, 
not <laughs> or if my legs are too sore i've got like sore sometimes i get like random things that are just super sore after a race like my calves or my feet or something and that could possibly be a bit tough yeah you could also just you know dip into that wealth of fitness and be fine not even necessarily fully recovered but you're just fit enough to handle it hopefully that'd be awesome yeah but we'll see i mean so, honestly i think there's probably a 20 percent chance to 25 that i just don't finish like if there's something super sore or whatever and i'm just out of it i'm, I'm probably just gonna not finish um but i still think i do have a good chance and this reminds me of one time where i did a double race weekend a number of years ago I was going to say, there is like, for people who are doubting Jackson, there is a history, a history of this. Like, this is how Jackson started his career. He used to race three times in a weekend. And like, he used to do the, the local multi-sport series race. And then he'd do like the provincial championship race. And then, and then he'd go do a half Ironman or something like that. And he'd be like, it was nuts. I remember the one year he broke his elbow and he raced like twice. He did like two weekends of back-to-back -back racing or something like that, just so he can pick up like $75. Yeah, that's how I used to do it. So um, it was pretty, it was different times back then, but the one that comes to mind was a uh, provincial sprint draft legal champs raced it on the Saturday in Ontario, Welland, and then went to Steelhead, uh, which is Benton Harbor, Michigan, about a seven hour, eight hour, six hour drive, something in that range. A bunch of about, probably from Welland, yeah, it was about six hours. A bunch of friends came. My wife, well, girlfriend at the time came. We got we got in late, like it was like midnight or something when we got to um Benton Harbor. And then I was up like three hours later because I had special arrangements with with the pro coordinator that I could get my race packet morning of the race. So I had to get there at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning, something insane. Um, got that, put it all together. And then that was my, probably my best 70.3 of that year. Um, I finished fourth and I had my best run split of the, year, of the year, which at that time was 117. That was my first year in 70.3. And uh, I do remember, though, the last three or 4K just being like, oh, my gosh, like I need to be done this run. Like I'm going to explode any moment. Yeah, I remember you came by us with like it was so you, the it's a double loop, right? And then there's that like mile stretch to go back to the to the finish. Yeah. And you you ran by us and we're like we gave you a split. The guy was like 5 minutes behind you and you went you just like your shoulders just dropped and you went you did that thing with your mouth here. Yeah. Like, I think oh, there was a picture god. of that. Even. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, thank god." <laughs> I don't think he was that far behind though. I think it was like he had been like a minute and a half and then he was only like a minute or something and there was not much time left. So I was okay. But yeah, I don't remember. You had yeah. a lot of space. But anyways, it's uh, it's a little bit of a throwback to do something like this. And that's why I'm doing it. I think it'll be fun. You know, it's the end of the year, use up the fitness and just have a good time. And then Garrick and I will probably finish and then probably go golfing or something. So it'll be sick. Yeah, probably. What does it cost to golf in California? Like a couple hundred bucks? couple grand yeah yeah <laughs> anywho um, um we should so people from our team yeah people from our team who are racing this weekend we got nick myself leslie and then that's daytona i'm also doing indy wells garrick's doing indy wells and tamara's doing indy wells 
Yes. So pretty much the whole team. Yeah. So maybe we should um, take a look at some of the storylines going into Indian Wells, starting with the women's race. So obviously Tamara, this is her last race of the year. So we're rooting for her. Um, there's like not very, there's barely any women on this start list. Um, but Paula Finley, I would say is probably the favorite to win this. Do you think over Danielle Lewis? Wait, Paula Finley is on the list for Indian Wells. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not doing Daytona. That makes sense. Uh, yes. Paula Finley for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I have to think so, but there's some. So Jeannie Metzler is doing it. Um, Danielle oh, be interesting Lewis. to see if she can come back, and she's had a really tough year of not really racing much. So, yeah, and then you got uh, a whole bunch of the. Are these the girls that, um, like the D one triathlon girls, like Rachel Folds? Rachel Folds is in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She. She's actually from Ontario. She's must be doing um, what's it called? She must be jumping into long car. I'd be surprised if she actually raced, but yeah, yeah. I'd be cool. If there's a there's like a, a varsity team that just decided to do a seventy point three, um, but the list is pretty small on the women's side. I would expect Paula would be able to uh, win that. She's, yeah. I mean, she's and she's at this point she's become also really consistent this year, where some other years she hasn't been able to run much, but. She's going to be the big-time favorite there. Yeah, and then we jump over to the men's start. There are 50 men on this start list. I'm surprised that there's 20 men on the Daytona start list and then 50 men on this start list. There's more than 20 on Daytona. There's 24 or 27. I can't remember. It was 30-something. I don't know. Um, In any event, I was also surprised that – Indian Wells was such a big start list. I do think we're going to have quite a few not show, but I still think 40-ish will actually start the race. Yeah, I mean, right off the top, we got Eric Lagerstrom's not going to show up here. He said that, right? Yeah, I think um, so. Jackson Laundry. I don't anticipate him making his flight to get there, so he'll probably not be there. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked that Trevor Foley is doing this race and not Daytona when he lives like two hours away from Daytona. Yeah, good point. And that there's was, uh, way more money in Daytona. Like, I don't understand. He was, I was actually talking to him after um, Cabo, and I'm trying to remember what his reason was. I think he said because it just suits him better, this that course or something. Um, what, which I don't really. The same course, basically. Yeah, it's pretty similar course. So I think it's the hard. distance he was, he thought that the shorter distance wouldn't suit him, but. Yeah, probably probably should have done um, Daytona. Honest. Yeah. But... Oh fuck! Is this thing cutting out again? Or, no, no, oh. he wouldn't have got it, Cabo, because Engelhart would have got it. Oh, the spot for Worlds. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you cut out again, and then. Oh. Um. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have uh, his spot for Worlds yet, so maybe he's searching for that. There's two spots at Worlds this year for this race. Yeah. But we also have uh, the Lionel Sanders, Sam Long, head-to-head again. Uh, that uh, Sam said he's going in his recap uh, from Arizona. And Lionel said he's going, even though right after Kona, he said he's taking a break and he needs to relax because he's raced way too much. Yes. 
and he had a baby. I'll trust you that Sam said he's going. I don't pay attention to any of his stuff anymore. I have him muted, but um, (laughs) I believe you. Those two are the favorites. I mean, you you can't deny that they both have very consistent 70.3 results, especially when you've got, like, it's a big field, but it's not a really deep field where you're going to have a lead pack that's super, super strong. Like, it's going to be a little bit more spread out, I think. Um, And those two are probably going to get together and just freaking smash the bike. Catch the leaders pretty quickly. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Trevor Foley could swim with them. He would probably be able to ride with them, but I don't think he can swim with them at this point. I think they're a level above him. Um, so yeah, he'll be he'll be in a bit of a tough spot there. But it'll be interesting to see if Ari can come out of the water and bike with so Ari Clow, if he can come out of the water and bike with Trevor Foley and make his way near the front, and then they can have like see what would go down on the run there. I think Trevor Foley would still run him, but. Um, um, I would be shocked if Ari could ride with Trevor Foley. That being said, Trevor definitely rides like super even like time trial type race. He's not the type to put in these big surges and drop guys as much. Um, yeah. I mean, for Trevor, it doesn't really matter, right? Cause he can outrun anyone. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if guys come with him. Yes. That's definitely the case. I think still it would be a big ask for Ari based on his current results to be able to actually stay with uh, Trevor. And if he did, I, I would still bet on Trevor on the run because Ari's run really well, but he's he hasn't run like 109, 108 like Trevor has. Yeah, well, I'm trying to make a you know storyline here, Jackson. Trying to be devil's advocate. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think <laughs> if that plays out, like Ari hasn't been posting much on social media, so I assume he's been training quite a bit. And he could, I mean, he's so talented, could be a shocker here. Um, but other guys that we have, so Matt McElroy, he's going to be there. There's a That's a guy to watch out for if he can hang in on the bike. And he's probably got the highest run potential of anyone on that. Like, yeah. he's literally a 29 and change off the bike 10K runner. Like, think about how fast that is. Yeah. That's insane. No, that's really fast. So literally like he could like he could legit run 106, 105. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he will. I think it's the bike's gonna hurt him a lot. A 90k flat bike is gonna really take a toll, but still it's and this run isn't particularly fast. It's fairly technical um on the golf course. So I heard it's not really like a a rhythm course either, but those guys are still gonna run fast. For sure. Lionel loves those types of golf course, variable courses. I would think, I honestly would think he's the favorite, uh, even over Sam. Um, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's why we race, right? It's um, kind of the opposite. If you think about this, the, the field is kind of the exact opposite of Daytona. Um, not a particularly strong swim field. When you look at the favorites, super strong bike field, <laughs> Um, yeah well there there are some good swimmers though looking through here oh but, for sure isn't um marty andrew in there on there yeah marty andrew's on there dylan gillespie's on there brennan smith is on there yeah so yeah those are Kobe, all good swimmers for sure yeah i mean they're not henry schumann but they're good swimmers no they're not yeah 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 i get what you're saying but uh in any event should be an exciting weekend and i'm super looking forward to off season and as well so i'm like 
this is awesome. This next week's going to be sick. When's this episode going to be released? Um, whenever I edit it. So uh, it should come out Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Sick. So, Garrick, we haven't talked about you. How are you feeling? How's your training gone since Cabo? How's the journey, um, you know, progressing? I feel terrible. I think I'm going to quit the sport. Okay. Well, this will be your last race then. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely think, uh, like, I gained some fitness. and I definitely took a step forward. Uh, but, like, I, I'm not going to be competitive still. Like, I'm still just not not quite there. Um, but because I like I know the numbers that it takes to be there because I, I've been there and I know where I'm at now and I know I'm not at that level yet. But I'm in a position where I'm just like really grateful that I'm going to be able to get on the start line race, you know, and take another step forward and like, you know, be ahead of where I was before. And hopefully that just continues. And that's the progression over the next little while. So. For sure. And not be freaking dying of heat stroke during the race. That'll be nice. That will be nice. Uh, I thank you to Ironman for picking one race, two races for the whole year. So there's obviously both races that they do in California um, where it's not unbearably hot. And so I really appreciate when they do that. Yeah, me too. But uh, I mean, I don't think we have much left to talk about. I don't think so. Tapped out here. Yeah. Um. Again, we do apologize that we didn't give you like a better rundown of the women's race and stuff, but um, we're not in the women's race, so sometimes it's hard for us to provide the insights. We, tried to, we did try to get the RTS women on in time for this, but we kind of didn't give them enough notice. So we're going to have them on soon, though. Season yeah. recap from them. We're going to try to have them on a bit more consistently to do the pre-race previews, race recaps. Um to be able to give a little bit more insight on the women's field. I think Tamara's going to get on the podium for uh, Indian Wells. I really oh, do. for sure. She's going to come on the bike 12 to 15 minutes behind Paula, and she's going to finish 10 minutes less than that behind Paula. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I will make this prediction and I'm willing to put my money down on it. Tamara will run faster than me. She's probably going to run faster than me. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and then she's gonna you then she's gonna never let me forget it, even though I did a race two days prior. But that's that's yeah. fine. That's all good. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, like and I subscribe, guess, right? Yeah, like <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, no, thanks for tuning in. If you did make it to the end of the episode, I know they tend to tail off sometimes, but that's just how she goes. Uh, we come here with a topic, and once we're done the topic we kind of ramble on until we decide that we're done so but i think we're done now so jackson until next time peace peace out, out. i got ish to do flying through the sky in my parachute dancing on the couch like i'm tommy cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through